0: Hello, and welcome to the Writing Guys podcast, where we help writers get inside a guy's head by answering burning questions on how men think. I'm Lancy McCall, today's moderator, and our hosts are C.T. Andrews and Michael Aspen. Hi, everybody. Hello. All right. So today's listener question, you guys ready? Yes. (laughs) All right. Would (laughs) Would guys wait? if a girl told them they're not having sex before marriage? And that question comes from Lila.
1: Lila, good question. There's, this is gonna be, this is gonna be a fun one to explore. A lot of fun because it brings in so many different aspects to consider Uh, from personal value to culture, to society, to all kinds of religion, maybe, I don't know. yeah, this is, this is going to be fun. Michael, do you have any initial responses to it? or
2: uh, I, I do, I do. But if you've got something, you can go ahead and kick it off. Um, I just want to say thank you very much for the question, Lila. Um, you have no idea how excited I was to get the question. And then I was like, we got good news. And I was explaining to Lancey and CT that we have a question. And they're like, yeah yeah that's so, right we
1: don't, we don't get nearly as many questions from uh audience members as we we would hope to get and yes. and this one this one kind of excited me too i was like oh we, not only is it a good question it comes from a good listener yes so yes. Just,
0: just to uh, let people know we're actually working from a list that uh came up when we did this at a conference and there were just a mm-hmm. ton of questions that we didn't We didn't address all of them, or we didn't always get to all of them, or they were addressed in a private roundtable session. So we're working off a list, but we are always excited to get fresh ones.
1: Yeah, yeah, because that list is finite. It is. Yeah, yeah, it's going to run out. I was
2: going to say, we we have sporadically uh, gotten to the point where we've trolled Reddit subreddits to find questions to add to our list so that we can keep going yeah so awesome yeah. when a when a listener has a question so you've made our month i would say lila is listener of the month for the writing yes. guys thank you so much
1: thank you lila um okay as for the question on the table um it's kind of ironic that we would get this one today because i just finished reading a book that is not yet published it's a non-fiction book by a very very good friend of mine um Uh, His name is Nicholas Andrew Rice and his book is going to be coming out probably by the time we launch this episode. And it is called the journey of a 40 year old virgin. Um, He, um, I met him at the gym. Uh, He's, he's tall, lean, good looking, but he made a promise to God when he was in his teen years that he would not have sex until he found a wife. And this book is all about his 20 some odd years of, of search. Um, so I can tell you, Lila, and those interested, it does exist. Mm. But you it's like finding the, the 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 needle in the haystack. It's like finding a pearl hidden deeply under uh, a stack of white round rocks. Um, because they are out there, I think, but man, our culture does not celebrate virginity. It does not celebrate uh the way it should or the way it used to. It does not celebrate um, patience. You know, the old ketchup, the old Heinz ketchup uh, commercial the best things come to those who wait. Um, It doesn't really ring true when it comes to having sex in our culture, premarital sex. So, my short answer to the question, not that this hasn't been kind of long winded, is no. (laughs) Men men don't wait. (laughs) Men don't wait till they're married, but I think they should. And I think it would be a better place if they did. Um, and I'm just talking about men because that's, that's the question on the table. Do guys wait? If we want to talk about women, we can do that too. Um, but the short answer is no, they don't wait. They don't want to wait. They're not interested in waiting and it's too bad. Uh, and we can dive more into that, uh, as we move forward. But Mike, uh, I'm tired of taking all the oxygen out of the room. So you go.
2: (laughs) So I have a, I have a somewhat unique perspective on that in that maybe a very unique perspective based on CT's analogy uh, in that I did wait until I met the person who I was going to marry. And the only person I've slept with is the person that I married. So um, the, the answer is yeah there are guys out there that'll do that um i don't i think that they are the minority and i think now that i'm older and i hope i'm more wise on this topic i don't know that it's I, contrary to, so we're, it's, it's kind of funny because ct and i are kind of on opposite ends on this one i think that waiting is not necessarily a good thing um I, I think that a certain amount of sexual exploration is is good. Um, I know of stories of people that waited or were not very promiscuous before getting married. And then after getting married and having kids, they learn things about themselves sexually that their partner is not interested in. And that can be a very frustrating experience for them. Um, I got lucky. Uh, my wife and I are pretty compatible. Right. There's there's not a whole lot there that one of us wants to do that. The other one's like, oh, no, that's off the table. Um, and so we're we're pretty we're pretty good there. But uh, I know of one woman that was very much into um, like the not not the um, not the bondage stuff, but like the I'm trying to think of the right word, the dominant sub submissive type stuff. And uh, she she discovered that while reading a book, oddly enough. And it just triggered something in her. And she's like, oh, I really want to try that. And so she started researching it online. Grant. I don't, Yeah, it might have been. It might have been. I did, she was. didn't tell me the name of the book. But yeah, that's probably yeah, of it. Of course. Of course um, it was. But anyway, and so she started reading about it online. She started learning more about it online. She started joining some forums online. And she started talking to people about it. And she is aching to try it. And her husband is flat out. No, don't want to do it. And uh they she claims that her marriage is strong, but I think she's on shakier ground than she's letting on. I think if a person came along and introduced that to her and was willing to take the take her under their wing and, and like guide them into that lifestyle, she would probably do it secretly behind her husband's back. But I don't I don't. I'm not gonna say that's gonna happen, but I bet it would, because it's so alluring to her. So um, anyway, to answer the question, yeah, I did. And I got lucky, but um, that doesn't mean that most guys do or want to. And and I wanna dive into the, the most guys thinking on that in a little bit more depth, um, which CT, I was gonna hand it back off to you to think to kind of ca- talk about that if you've got some thoughts on it, but I have some thoughts on it. Wait. Well, I have a- yeah, go ahead, Nancy. Go ahead, Nancy. I,
0: I want to drop this little factoid on you that I learned during yeah. one of the things I went to this week, that Fifty Shades of Grey book, they did the analytics on it, and over half of the people who read that book had never read a book for pleasure before, like,
1: oh wow Isn't that crazy wait wait, wait wait what an introduction never, wait, 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 to book
2: reading wait, wait, wait. define yeah. define book for pleasure meaning a well, book for, like, like erotica type pleasure or just no, they no never i'm read talking about
0: i'm talking about like
2: just for, like leisure. for oh, okay. leisure
0: right like not a textbook
1: yeah yeah uh ELC, i think wrote that boy what a what a what a market she came across uh well, not a market but a product what a product yeah, to, yeah. People to
0: okay, reading. so I didn't want to derail this, but I you thought know, that that's... was a cool factoid to learn. No, that, that, that is a is very, very cool,
2: cool factoid, factoid
1: to, learn. to learn. Yeah, which just implies that the book that the woman that Michael's talking about uh, was indeed Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, well, and you know, yeah,
2: you can you can you can say that with all kinds of authority, like, oh, I know, I know. But the reality yeah. is, she never told me, so we can't yeah. know that for sure. It might have been Fifty Shades of Mob. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it could have been anything
1: no you're right michael uh the, the fortunate the 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 luxurious situation i'm in is that i'm not a judge nor a jury so i can go by my gut and my gut tells me dude it was 50 shades of gray
2: so we're, be- all, we're all Might beholden be- to ct's gut
1: that's right
0: all right so back to your um, thoughts on so, so,
1: yeah, yeah okay um Thank you for realigning our conversation. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. why you're here. You're so good. I feel like
0: it's only fair since I derailed it. <laughs>
1: fair enough. Um, no, I, I actually have a couple of opinions on what Michael said a moment ago. Uh, and first of all, you know, if you are a non-promiscuous person or even a virgin and you go into marriage, uh, as, you know, as, as a potential husband, if my wife started to develop certain kinks or fetishes along the way after so many years after marriage I would consider it my job and my duty as a husband to kind of explore with her to kind of say oh you want me to tie you up with the leather bondage okay I'll, let's give it a try you know um, as long as it doesn't as long as it doesn't veer off into um, threesomes or foursomes or bringing other members into the marriage or some sort of homoerotic kind of thing, which I wouldn't be into. Um, but if she wanted to try like bondage, or she wanted to try like man on woman, anal, you know, I'm not gonna like it. But if she, that's what she wants, and I want to maintain sort of a, a a marriage of variety and excitement, dude, give it a shot. Um, so I think I think that that's just from what I know, just the the very surface information I've been given. It's his bad. It's the husband's fault that he's absolutely refuses to, uh, ex- at least explore with her. What's wrong with that? Um, um, another opinion I have is I'm not against premarital sex. I'm against promiscuity. And if promiscuity is what is required for a person to find what they like sexually then, then um, I would question their morals a little bit. However, if sex opens up certain doors with your significant other after you become exclusive, let's say, after you have that talk, you want to be sexual, go ahead and be sexual. That way you will begin to feel each other out before the day you get married. You know what I mean? That That I don't have a problem with. But, you know, the, the whole argument that you constantly hear about how you want to make sure your wife or husband has a certain sexual chemistry with you, they do. They do. Because you are a female and he is a male. They're, that's all the compatibility you really need. After that, it's just exploration between the two. And you're going to get that exploration better between the two as opposed to having multiple partners. I've always said... The best way to learn how to have sex is to have sex with one person 30 times as opposed to 30 people once and by the end of that yeah you know what i mean like now
0: i've heard you say that yeah (laughs)
1: yeah now you can really sex it up with good quality because you know that that's what the person likes and that person knows what you like
0: what what i want to know because both of you guys have said yeah guys aren't gonna wait Hmm. um And Michael said he did, but he was really waiting for him. What I want to know is I want to talk about it the other way too, right? Like, like you just talked about, you know, find a person and stay with them and don't be promiscuous. Do you feel that way for both men and women? Well, so let's expect men to have a higher body count. We talked about
2: body count. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Um, Well, hang on. Before, before that,
1: Michael, we, you
2: wait, before we jump into that, I want to give a, a fairly high level answer to this question. Um, will a man wait? The, the answer to that is where do you and your partner draw the line? So CT drew his line. He said, if I'm with somebody and she wants to get, you know, more adventurous in the bedroom and she wants to try some stuff, that's fine. But I don't want to include X things. I don't want to have homosexual stuff. I don't want to have any additional partners in the bedroom, stuff like that. Okay, all right, well, that's your line. And he also drew his line with, so uh, having premarital sex is fine, but whenever it crosses into what he defines as promiscuity, that, that bothers him. But man, one thing I've learned after talking with lots of people in my life is that line is very mobile and it is heavily dependent on you and what you consider acceptable. So so CT just gave his lines, which is fine. That's his lines. He can have the lines wherever he wants. My lines are very different. Uh but my lines are not right, right? So if your line as a as a woman is I want to wait until I'm married and you're looking for a guy that has that same line, you're going to be finding a very tough a very tough thing to find because most people that to most people, that is a very narrow uh, definition of no sex before marriage, right? Like that, that is very difficult for most, uh, most people to adhere to. Um, The other end of the spectrum is like our friend, um, a friend of the show and fantastic guy Hermes, who lives a very explorative love life, right? His sex life is I mean, just crazy to me. And I could not live it. I could not live in his world, not even for a minute. Um, But he has he's he's a polyamorous person. He has multiple sexual partners, but he's really only committed to one person. But she's also off having multiple sexual partners and multiple sexual experiences involving BDSM and bondage and just all kinds of crazy stuff that I'm like, whoa, I can't I couldn't live there. But he's extraordinarily happy there. That's where his lines are. Right. But when he when we talked about fidelity for him, he said for him, fidelity is more about idealistic things and the things that he holds core to his personality, like um, his political views and his views on uh, how to raise children and stuff like that. And if if his if his wife deviated from those, he would feel betrayed. But her going and finding another sexual partner doesn't to him, doesn't feel like betrayal. So the the long answer is, yeah, there are guys out there that will I mean, there are guys out there that will wait until they're married. Um, they there are guys out there that won't. And if you've got a guy that you're like, I want you to wait until we're married, I don't want to have sex with you until we're married. And he doesn't agree with that philosophy. It's going to be very difficult for him to agree to that. Um, so you may love him so much that it hurts. And you're thinking, man, I just really want him to do this one thing, and for him, that's really hard to do. You're asking a big ask because you guys aren't in alignment with where your where your lines are, and that's really the answer. Where where do you and your partner draw the line, and um, and whenever those lines don't match up, you run into problems. You 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 absolutely can. So in CT's example, which was a great example of somebody who's mutually interested in like exploring. That's a very supportive, loving partner is what CT is describing. Hey, you want to get into some kinky stuff? Let's go figure it out. Let's go see if it's cool, right? Don't just say no for no. Let's go have fun and see if we can figure out some cool stuff. Not every partner is like that in the bedroom, but they may be very supportive and great in other areas, or maybe they're not. Maybe you're just in, in a marriage with somebody who's not supportive at all in any of the areas and you're just struggling along. And this is just where it manifests itself. It's so rooted in what your personality is and what you consider important. And you want to make sure you find somebody who's got that same set of values that you're you're connecting with and you're going to try and be married to. So that's I just wanted to kind of go into that a little bit before we dive off into the other side, which is women. Uh, I forget the way you phrased it, Lancy. I'm sorry if you want to rephrase it again. That way I can capture it in my head.
0: I, I forget. I want to know if it goes both ways. I forgot what I said too, but
2: yeah, I, 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 say, I,
0: I really liked your answer there. I thought that was pretty spot on. Find find your person. Make sure you're in alignment.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. Find your person. Make sure you're in alignment. Uh, the 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 objective considering that is how do you find your person and how do you make sure you're in alignment. I think how you make sure you're in alignment is pretty easy. You have to communicate. Yeah. Yeah. But absolutely. How do you find your person. Um. To answer Lancy's question first, just from my opinion, and I know guys, there's it's probably split 50-50. If you look at the group of what man is, some of them will say, yes, it's, it's incumbent upon the man to be loyal to his woman, if I understand your question correctly. Or no, it's incumbent upon the man to keep his lo- number of lovers down as it is for the woman to do so. Uh, if you want to have that sort of quality mutual relationship and half of the other guys will say no it's not body count is a man's body count is not as important in a relationship as a woman's body count Mm -hmm. i don't i don't agree with that i think that i think when you find uh someone that you you someone that you see a long-term relationship with when you look at you have to act as their model and and that is you cannot expect any behavior from them that you're not willing to give yourself. If you don't want her to cheat on you, then you can't go cheat on her. That's the way I look at it. And I know a lot of men disagree with that, uh, especially in a lot of popular men's movements today. I, that's the way I look at it. That's the way I would look at it. Um, Now when it comes to a woman finding uh, a, a, a man who will agree to not have sex before marriage that woman has to do something that I'm not too sure a lot of women are willing to do and that is put something on the table for the man that is unique to the relationship that she's in why would he wait to have sex bef- uh, until after marriage w- What what is she bringing to his life that makes it makes the relationship valuable enough in his perspective to forego sex with her. Um, because, you know, in today's sexualized world, sex is like sex is transactional. It's become a transactional thing, uh, sadly enough. And so there has to be a sexless transaction that she's willing to give to him that, that will make him want to wait for, um, sex until after marriage.
2: Uh, you know, and I don't know
1: what that would be. I'd love to give examples. I, I don't know. what. I don't know what that would be. Uh, maybe she's a sugar mama. I don't know. Maybe she's I have no idea what it would be. You know?
2: Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I gotta, I gotta disagree with you on that. I think, I think it's more a matter of your, when I talk about lines, I'm talking about like your moral, what you consider to be moral and not moral. So finding, Finding a person that has the same moral set as you that agrees that that is an appropriate way to go about it is, is going to be the way you find it. It's not, it's not as much transactional, I think, um, or shouldn't be um, as much transactional as it is. You're trying to find that person that has the same set of values as you have, right? You think that waiting till you're married is important. You want to find a guy who also thinks that. I, I don't know, though, that the traditional, I don't think anymore, uh, and I could be wrong on this, I'm not, I'm not saying this from an, a point of authority, but I think anymore, the traditional idea that women always want to wait until they're married and men don't, I don't know that that really holds true anymore. I think both sides don't really want to wait anymore. Um, um, so, I think,
0: you know, one thing we haven't talked about, though, Michael, is the the newer generation
2: yeah that's kind of what i was referring to yeah the the young kids out there
0: yeah i've learned a a lot of them and maybe i i can't speak i don't know how gen z is but the millennials actually kind of went the other way where they were waiting oh were they see well see that's that's,
1: that's i was about to address that very same thing um sexual statistics have shown uh of the 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 younger generation today, which I guess would be the millennial. I mean, you've got Zs, but of of millennials, um, sex, sex has actually gone down for, for men. The frequency of sex has actually gone down for, for men. Um, but it's gone up for women, which means that more women are having sex with fewer men. And that's something to consider well, for that's, women.
2: That's just where, because of the rise of Pornhub
1: that oh no you're yeah, I mean the, the reasons are plenty you got Pornhub you got OnlyFans <laughs> you got all kinds of just just hoary kind of platforms that men flock to because they're not going <laughs> away, right um but but what that the fact that more women are having sex and less men are having sex tells me that if you want to find a partner who's willing to wait for marriage don't Be so quick to judge that normal, average, run-of-the-mill guy who approaches you. (laughs) You know, it's amazing how many women will get into their 30s and and mid-30s and go, where are all the good men? When they themselves are the ones who've turned down dozens of potential suitors because they didn't meet their standards. These are the guys who are not getting laid. And they are the guys who are probably more than willing to wait or more so willing to wait. Than the guys who are getting laid. You see what I'm saying? Like, um, uh, I mean, I mean, well, I guess that's my point. Don't be so quick to judge that guy just because you may not, he may not suit your listicle of ideas or listicle of what makes the ideal man. And women have their listicles, they got their bullet points, he's gonna be so tall make so much money drive such a car gotta be a dog lover blah 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 and that listicle goes to the moon
0: don't act like you don't have your own damn list (laughs) fair enough fair enough (laughs) (laughs) i'm just taking a shot i'm
1: sorry (laughs) i know you it's what you do lancy and you just so um yeah men have lists i think um, but I'd like to compare the average man's list and the average woman's list. Okay. I just
0: like how you added, like you called it a listicle, like you were adding a like a the end to testicle on it, listicle,
1: it's a listicle. It's a listicle. Well, you're in administration. Have you ever heard the word listicle?
2: No? So I don't think I've ever right, heard that word either. <laughs> I think I'm I'm curious if you've coined a new phrase or a new word there. We'll see if it shows up on national TV in two years,
1: (laughs) dude. I've heard listicle for fifteen years. I just never heard that. So maybe it's a marketing thing.
2: Maybe it's a Dallas thing. I don't know. (laughs) I wanted to. I wanted to touch on. I I wanted to touch on religion and purity culture for just a minute because I was raised in purity culture. I was raised in a religion that you you wait right. I remember. I remember distinctly a youth pastor one time saying. Uh, I've got a videotape at the back about teenage sex. It's 90 minutes long and has nothing on it. And the joke being that teenagers should never have sex, right? You, You should always wait until you're married. I also remember a very common phrase in the churches that I grew up in, and there were multiple ones, that sex is for procreation, not recreation. Sex isn't for fun. Sex is for making babies. Once you've got your babies, you stop and you only have sex when you're trying to have kids. This is this is a very pervasive thought process amongst the purity culture type religious organizations, and I think it's personally I think it's very damaging. Um, so I, I kind of want to I just want to touch on this for just a minute, and and I'm happy to hear opposing points of view, but I know for me I still I'm 50, and I still I've been married for 20. Seven years? Jesus Christ, 28 years? I just had an anniversary yesterday, and I can't remember how how long we've been married. It's been a long time. Um, But anyway, over 25. 25 plus years. And I still feel fucking guilty every time I have sex. Because it was drilled into me that sex equals sin. Sex is bad. Sex is evil. Sex is the devil. And and if you give into it, you're giving into sin. You're giving into evil. And so... The question that you asked, uh, Lila, is kind of laced with that kind of, it, well, I'm not going to say it's laced. It's definitely a question that is often associated with that kind of thinking, that kind of purity culture thinking. And it is so damaging. And a lot of my life has been spent trying to undo the damage that was done from the time I was like five all the way through until I finally got married. And then they're like, where are the grandkids? And I'm like, you know, <laughs> two two weeks ago, you would have told me that if I had sex with her, I was an evil sinner and that the devil was creeping into our relationship. Now you're like, go bang her as much as you can so we can have grandkids. I'm like, what the, what the fuck was that, right? And and I was, I was 23 when I got married. I was 23 when I first had sex and, uh, or 22, around there, 22, 23. So there was... A good solid 15, 16 years of being browbeat that, and these are very formative years. This is where you form a lot of opinions about your entire life, that sex equals bad. So I think think the point that I want to make is um, give each other a fucking break. If somebody's had sex and they're perfect in every way and they're willing to commit their life to you and you are finding connections at deep levels and that's the only thing that's off go talk to somebody talk to each other communicate find a way to get over it because jesus fucking christ it's some of that stuff is just really not healthy um i don't know if that's where this question is coming from i can just tell you that purity culture did a number on me and i've seen it do a number on a lot of other people and it's uh it's something that I know a lot of people like to champion and say, this is, we need to get back to this. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think it's as healthy as you think it is. Um, so anyway, yeah, you know. yeah. not- go ahead.
1: Okay. Which one, Lancey, you or me? Uh, oh, I, was just, I,
0: I just have a quick comment. The stark juxtaposition that you just described just kind of made my jaw drop with the, you're really evil. Don't even think about it. Now you're married.
2: Get busy. Yeah get busy. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm like, can you imagine how messed up that yeah. is? How messed up that would make you feel like, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's
1: well, Realistically, I have to believe when they say get busy, they're not saying get busy having sex. They're saying get busy having babies. And well, there's a difference because when you get busy having babies, you wait for the right time to have sex and then you have the sex. Um, that's just me being 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 devil's advocate and defending not defending but well just that's, being about what they said. Yeah,
2: that's the procreation, not recreation. But they they still want the kids and and as far as I know, there's very few ways naturally to have kids without having sex. So they are telling you now go have sex right. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's one, one day a month or not. No, it's not. Still well, go get okay. it done, boy. Get out yeah. there. You got work to do.
1: <laughs> I, I'm I'm personally not against purity culture. However, when Uh-oh. they bring the civil into the person, they're kind of perverting, I think, the, the theologically biblical idea of what it means to have sex. Yes, sex brings two people together, unites the soul, yada, yada, yada. It should be with one person. But just to have, you know, two children... And then stop having sex for the rest of your life because it's a sin to do so is is just utterly insane and dumb and stupid. Uh in my opinion. <laughs> um oh I had a great point. And uh it has it has left my my head. I don't know why. Um sorry. But uh do what?
0: I? I said sorry.
1: <laughs> uh that's okay. Yeah, it'll come back. It'll come back, hopefully. Well, in this year. Roll around a little bit before it leaves that year. Just long enough. <laughs> say.
2: So um I think I think the people that I think the majority of the people that are raised in it um don't have that they they don't hmm. they the ones that I I remember the churches that I was in and the message that they gave us, once you're married, you should have as as much sex as you want. That's what it's for. That's when you're supposed to do it. So it was evil and horrible and and terrible. And then as soon as you say, I do, now you can go have as much as you want. So there wasn't so much of that, but there was, but there, I mean, but there was a strong undercurrent of sexes for procreation only. And and that's it. Yeah. If you, Oh yeah. But that wasn't, but that, that again is, you're, you're talking about a subculture here, right? So there are different levels of committedness to that within the subculture, right? So there are people that they are they are screaming that while on the weekend, they're dressing up in leather and getting banged upside down by their husband, right? And they're fine with it. So there, but there's also people that were screaming that they were serious about it. And then there are people that are like, yeah, it's a bunch of nonsense. I'm gonna go and enjoy my wife. This is what God wanted me to do. So man, I lived in it. I lived in it and I know these stories firsthand. And so when you when you when you say purity culture and you put that word out there uh there's so many different um stridations inside yeah, there right. yeah. you know yeah. that it's purity yeah. culture
1: in terms of promiscuity I'm I'm all for P-
2: yeah, purity so culture
1: the way the way the way it would play against being promiscuous, but purity culture. Once you're in a, a committed committed uh, relationship and tend to stay in that committed relationship, there's no there's no room for purity culture. Have sex all you want. Uh, I I think I think oh, yeah. Yeah. I think this is why why Mormons have like 12 children because they just can't stop bumping funnies and they know that when they do stop stop having kids, they can't bump funnies anymore. So they just have like child after child after child after child
2: because people are horny.
1: It's
2: just the way it goes. Um, they are, but so if you, yeah, I was no. going to flip the script a minute. So I've got two girls. I've got two girls, and the the purity culture hammer of guilt falls way heavier on women than it does on men. Um, You are if <laughs> if you're a woman and you have sex, you are an evil harlot. If you're a man that gave in to an evil temptress and had sex, well, you know it's that's tough. You need to atone for your sins, but she should be in real trouble. And and that is that is such a fucking double standard. And one of the things that I am desperately trying to shield my kids from, living here in the fucking Bible belt, is this idea that as a woman, you are damaged goods after having sex. And that is part of what the purity culture teaches, right? A woman is they don't they don't come right out and say it anymore. Well, they do, but they don't say it publicly. That a woman is damaged from having sex with somebody else. And you hear it with some crazy incel type words, like, you know, she gets looser the more men she's had, and blah, 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 blah. And it's all just BS. And <laughs> see, I'm telling it's it's crazy stuff. I saw one, sorry, I'm gonna go off on a brief tangent. I saw one guy talking about this was at a church event about how sperm stays inside a woman forever. And that you never know who the baby's father is if she's had more than one sexual partner. And I'm like, that that's, that's not true. Right. And they're like, well, how, what do you, are you a doctor? Do you know? And I'm like, no, but that, that can't be true. Right. And anyway, so that's the kind of misguided thinking that I hear coming from that, that side of the aisle. So I've got two, I've got two daughters and I want to protect them from that whole idea that if they give in and they have sex with their teenage boyfriend, now they're less valuable as a mate or less valuable as a person. Fuck that noise. Mm-hmm. I cannot love my kids and think that they are less valuable at the same time. I just can't. I cannot do that. And so that really makes me angry when I hear women being treated that way. And and this really brought it home. This made it even worse. <laughs> so, Lancy, well, you I, are raising your finger. Go ahead.
0: <clears throat> I just want to bring up that... <clears throat> you don't have to be in any kind of special church group or purity culture or anything for the world to treat girls different from boys, right? I grew up in a non-religious household Mm. and my brother had a, he was two years younger than me, right? And he was treated completely differently. He had different times that he had to be in, curfews. Um, This was, after I went off to college and I came home to visit one weekend, I'm like, "Why are you coming in at 1 a.m.?" And I'm like, "He's like, that's when I'm supposed to be in." And I'm like, "I never got to stay past midnight, and that was only my senior year, you know." Right. And and I asked my mom one time why the double standard, and she's like, "Well, we have to work harder to protect girls than we do boys," and I'm like, "You know, <laughs> I'm just." And of course this was this was a couple of decades ago, right? We're talking yeah. when I was raising my own daughter. I didn't want to encourage her to go have sex because accidents happen and I didn't want your life plan to suddenly be derailed because now you got to raise a kid. So I made sure that we had the talk and she had condoms. Embarrassed right. the hell out of her when I gave her condoms because she's I'm not I'm not doing that. And I'm like that's fine i think that's wonderful but i was a teenager once too and i know how things go and just in case there you go yeah um
1: uh okay to bring Sorry. it back to, Lila, to lila's question uh hey. do men wait for sex um i I think I'm going to say no. They they really don't. However, I'm not going to say it's impossible to f- to find a guy who will wait for sex with you. Uh, it depends, of course, on his moral frame, your shared set of values, um, etc., yeah. etc. Cetera, et cetera. But if if you're going out to the wrong places looking for a potential husband who will wait to have sex with you, you're probably barking up the wrong tree, um, and Something else I want to point out, you have to, it seems to me as, as a guy looking in from the outside, as a woman, there are a lot of signals that are being given to women today to go out and have sex. And it's popularized on basically every social media platform you can find. It's popularized in, in, in mass media period. And you kind of have to be stalwart enough in your own character to deny those signals. Because ultimately, I think men are looking for women, especially young men today, are looking for women who deny those signals. And when you find that in a guy, the pair bonding is much easier to do if you want to wait until marriage to have sex. So I think women have a lot of social and cultural hurdles that they have to really navigate in order to find what they're looking for. And it's not an easy trek. I mean, I don't mean to shamelessly plug my buddy's book, uh, Journey of a 40-Year-Old Virgin by Nicholas Andrew Rice. Um, But he (laughs) lays out, out, I mean, in in, uh, chapter after chapter after chapter, all of the hardships that he has had to go through. To find a woman who's willing to wait with him to have sex. And he's a guy looking for a woman. I'm sure it's just as hard for or harder for a woman to find a guy who's willing to wait to have sex. So. It's not going to be easy, man. It's it's not going to be easy. Know know which obstacles to avoid socially and culturally and uh, find a guy that feels the same way about society. So I'm culture. gonna
2: yeah, I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna come in and give my kind of You're disagree with this, me again, yeah, Michael. Uh I don't know. I don't know. I'll I'll say what I was gonna say and we'll see if it disagrees. So, first of all, I did the math. I've been married 27 years. Thank you very much. I wanted, I wanted to clarify that so, in case my wife happens to listen to this episode. Um, as a guy that was in his early twenties and still a virgin and looking for at the time, because I was raised in purity culture, looking for a woman who also was a virgin, um, I found the pickings extraordinarily slim. There were very, very, very few women that had not had sex. And the ones that hadn't, um, I did not connect with. And the ones that I did connect with, with, uh, did. And that brings me to a a thought that I, that I, well, a, a realization I had when I was younger. And the reason why I ended up marrying a woman who had previous sexual partners is Sex, while important, is not the only part of the relationship. And it is one small sliver of so many other slivers. You hear all the time about somebody who has an amazing sex life, but their their significant other is irresponsible with money and they got divorced or their significant other uh, beats them or their significant other is really lazy and doesn't help around the house and it drives them crazy. Right? So, uh, there's, there's lots of, there's lots of parts to being committed in a relationship with somebody over the long haul. And sex is just one of those things. One. Now I do agree that it's an important one. And I do agree that finding somebody who's on the same, uh, wavelength as you the same, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Um, like compat- vibe, compatibility Michael, vibe, yeah vibe whatever you yeah well, vibe compatibility <laughs> vibe's a good term i like that if somebody that you're on the same vibe with sexually is important but it is by far not the only thing so whenever i whenever i hear this question if i had a, if i had an 18 year old doesn't matter their gender come to me and say should the other person wait i'm like uh if you, if you both have agreed to, great, but look at other aspects of your relationship and make sure you're compatible too, right? Are you both frugal or are you both spendthrifts? Are you both somebody that enjoys taking vacations? Are you both people that don't mind being around other people? Or do you really both enjoy sitting at home and watching a movie, right? There's There's so many things that are so integral to making sure and bigger than all of them. Can you communicate your needs to somebody and can they respect those needs and vice versa? Because if you, if you think that you're going to go through, in my case, 27 years without diverging and having different needs over your life, you're a fucking idiot, right? Everybody does. And you need to be able to tell the other person, okay, things have changed. I really need your support in this area. And when they say that to you, you need to listen and give them that support back. These are these are all so much more important than whether or not they had sex with somebody else before. Now, at least to me, right? At least to me, that's the case. So I just want to point that out. There's so much more to this than just that question. I think, I think you guys have done a good job of covering all the topics. We've gone a little long on this episode,
0: um, but we were really getting into it and covering a lot of ground. So are there any final thoughts you want to give before we wrap it up?
2: No, that's kind of what I was just doing. <laughs>
0: Okay. Both of you felt like you were giving your summaries there. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I suppose so. That was, that was, yeah. Um, Yeah. Best of luck. I hope you find what you're looking for. I really, really do. I I think it's, I think it's awesome when anytime anybody submits to um, not having sex before marriage, it's a noble cause. And I want to see that succeed
2: because imagine well, now you're what going, is to make me, going to make me say another final thought, CT.
1: What is the reward? Well, just keep it centered on the, well, what what is the reward to that? I mean, imagine the first time you you have sex with a partner and it's on your, your wedding night. I mean, that's life. That's life. That's life affirming to me. I mean, it would be awesome. Um, I, I, I do think our society is against that. I do think our culture is against that. I think the majority of us don't want that. I mean, the majority of men don't want that. If I I keep trying to look for solutions to any woman who wants to find a, a mate who won't have sex before marriage. And it's, it's very difficult to do. It just, it's going to take your own judgment and your selection process. It's going to take a lot of communication and uh, it's going to take a lot of stick-to-itiveness. It might be the shortest um, betrothment of all time because it, as soon as you get betrothed, I'm pretty sure you're going to want to get married, um, and maybe that's part of the point. But uh, yeah, good luck, so, ladies. I hope you find what you're for. I really do.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna go a completely diametric opposite to one thing you said. There is no nobility in waiting to have sex. That that to me is uh, no offense, CT, but that's a bullshit statement. That that is having been the guy that was lauded as being a noble person, I was sexually frustrated. And angry at people who said that. I'm like, you're you're off having fun, and I'm sitting over here not. And you're sitting there going, "This is so much fun, banging this chick." And you're over there being a noble guy. Good for you. I'm like, yeah, I'm angry and frustrated and hurt, and all these negative things. And and I think that oftentimes inside the world of the purity culture, people will rush into marriage to get to the point where they can have sex, and they'll rush into a bad marriage because of it. So when you when you take that pressure off i think you're going to end up with a healthier life in general period so anyway when you when you jumped into that nobility thing i'm like i cannot let this episode end without pointing putting my point of view in there which is that that's not the case uh and at least and it definitely wasn't for me um and i think most people once they get past that point they're going to be like yeah that was really stupid that i waited why did i wait that was dumb so
1: oh i think a lot of people would be very happy they waited Mm. And in fact most people who do wait probably celebrate the fact that they waited. And if we got to re- re- rely on studies, studies show that the divorce rate between people who wait to get married is basically nil. So how bad could those marriages actually be?
2: I don't know um, that I agree with that study. Well, I mean I would like I would like you to cite a source sir.
1: <laughs> um I heard it I heard it on a, on a relationship podcast. I mean, yeah. that's as, so good, would, as I, that's I would, good as I would. But, but I mean, does that mean it's wrong?
2: I I know that I know that the divorce rate in churches is the exact same divorce rate as outside of churches. There is no difference. The church got to do with anything because church, I know of at least I
0: know of at least one
2: couple who waited who got divorced. So that yeah. study is wrong.
1: Well, all right. Here's to your anecdote. <laughs>
2: Well, to, to CT's point, that is an anecdotal point you are making. Um, but yeah, I would like to see the study because I don't believe that that is as true as somebody would make it out to be. That sounds like a study that was done with the end goal in mind, kind of like when you ask an oil company to look and see if there's any pollution coming from cars, and they're like, "No, there isn't." Of course, they're not going to find any pollution coming from cars. They want to sell oil, right? It, well, doesn't, it doesn't.
0: The other thing. Oh, Anything else is just. Go no. ahead, Land. No the other thing you have to take into mind on studies like that when they are asking participants uh, participants about things that are kind of loaded right their answers produce shame if they give the wrong answer
2: right are they telling the truth yeah that's a that's a, but you
0: know what we need to wrap it up y'all
1: all right let's wrap it up we strayed so far away from the question i mean <laughs> I think man. we
0: gave lots of answers and yes, we strayed and we went all over the board, but resoundingly we gave some good answers. We did. All right. I'm going to wrap it up. Okay. We are concluding this episode of writing guys. If you have a question that you would like answered on our show about how men think, go to our, go to our website, uh, writingguys.net Um fill out, there's a form, click the button, ask us a question, fill out the form. Um, You can leave your name. We'll mention you on the show if you like. And if you don't want us to, you can leave it blank. You can be anonymous. Um, But send in your questions because we love them. Uh, And be sure to like, follow, or subscribe the Writing Guys podcast, wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts and tell your friends. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye, Bye.